Hello and welcome to another episode of the awesome and interesting Everyday People Podcast. My guest today is going to be Mr. Trevor Lamb of Motion Theory Media. We'll find out how Motion Theory Media got started and what he's been working on and a lot more. It's all coming up right here, right now. Hit it! And now I want to welcome my special guest, Mr. Trevor Lamb with, is it Motion Theory Media? Yeah, mo- Motion Theory Media. A lot of people will be like, Motion Media Stereo. I'm like, how do you, how do you mess that up? <laughs> but yeah, Motion Theory Media. That's well, the one. What's up, man? How you doing? Man, doing good. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. So uh, tell people what you exactly do, man. I'm a videographer slash cinematographer. Uh, funnily enough, I started doing video before photo. Usually it's the other way around. Uh-huh. I... Uh, Right now, I just predominantly work in music, but I also do a lot of stuff uh, in my city for like this, like the city of Waco is where I currently reside. So I do a lot of stuff for Waco, and uh, we do music videos, mini documentaries, uh, high videos, live shoots, acoustic videos. If, if it can be videoed, I get calls. I, I make it happen. So I stay pretty busy, and I'm pretty blessed to do it. You did a video for, uh, I think you did one for Taylor Branch, didn't you? Yeah. So Taylor, Taylor is kind of where it all started for me. Uh, really was laying down at my I had a condo in downtown and my brother hit me up was like hey this guy from Gatesville is out at backyard uh-huh. I heard him at uh, Bare Bones you should go out there and film him and I was like I had just bought a camera coming off uh, unemployment from a job that I had lost and so I was like kind of thinking about going uh-huh. for this thing and not really yeah. uh, and I was like man I, I'm not really I don't want to go over there shot over there and I filmed Taylor and I fell in love immediately so he was like the first person I ever did this with so i'm always doing work for taylor that's the homie that's awesome man yeah uh last our last uh guest was from waco also oh uh a lefty who was it the uh, zach lefty colbert oh Col- colbert yeah 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 yeah, you colbert, yeah. yeah 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 lefty's a good guy yeah it was a good time yeah <laughs> but uh I mean, he's probably got a lot more stories than me <laughs> dude he has <laughs> a <laughs> That man's been around for sure. He had some crazy stories for sure, man. Absolutely. So what made you get into like video and uh, cin- cinema, what is it, cinematography? Cinematography. So vi- videography is going to be like basically picking up a camera and a capture an event and delivering some sort of recap or mm-hmm. something of that nature. Cinematographer is going to shape the room. So I'm going to go in there and add lights, paint a picture, and try to tell a story through different lens setups rather than just running gun shooting if that makes sense so that's all that is but basically the way it kind of broke down was i uh i was never into cameras never had a, a, a want to get into them and my buddy tyler rodriguez uh, are you familiar with uh not actually there's a place called late model restoration in waco mm-hmm. uh, and they work on mustangs and we they basically make wheels and aftermarket parts for mustangs and all that yada 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 he was like, man, you should come do video for us. He's like, I know zero about anything you just said. Like, right. at this point, I don't even know if I could spell video. But <laughs> for some reason, he wanted me to come do it. He saw something in me. So I went over there and did it. And the first thing they ever handed me, if anybody's listening to this, is it's into cameras. They handed me an FS5, a 24-70 to G Master. And um, they were just like, 
you know, go for it. And I, I didn't know how to turn the camera on. Mm. I had no clue what I was even doing. Um, but man, did I pick it up quick. And we started filming hype videos for car products and going to the drag strip and drift tracks. And uh, I got to film some people that were off of uh, Kim Block's team, which was like insane. So some drifters off the Monster Energy. It was just like a nuts time. And Rest somewhere down the road, that kind of ran its course. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. Motion Theory was born. And it kind of, I know I'm skipping over a lot there, but they was kind of born about <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I actually, uh, back in high school, so I don't know. I don't know what they do in Texas, but like in Oklahoma, during high school, you can go to what they call Votech. And um, yeah. I actually took two, I took multimedia. And so I learned like, I did, I was a video, I did a video, video, no, multimedia assistant uh, program. And we learned like Photoshop. And then, yeah, we learned how to do video and stuff. Like, how to shoot like a wide shot, how to like white balance, you know, and like, get yeah. a, of course, back then, like we were still using when, when we started, we were using the, uh, the big old Sony HD cameras, you know, like the ones that you put on your fucking yeah. shoulder. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then we, uh, and then towards the end of the year, we started using, oh, crap, what was it? It was the can, it was Canon's. And then we uh, we had somebody do the boom mic, and we'd record the sound on a recorder, and then we fully edit it and match it up and stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was Sony for a while. Canon took over for a little while. I feel like Sony's back, in my opinion. But yeah, I'm a Sony fanboy. That's all I use right now. So I got some wonderful gear. Dude, I have right now. I got. I haven't used. Of course, I've just been using my iPhone when I. When I go do stuff for like my brother and stuff, but like, I just I've got a Canon here and I shot a little video at a couple shows and yeah, I was like, this takes me back to high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, if it, if it if it can record, I don't really think anybody needs to have like the craziest equipment. It does help, mm-hmm. but necessarily, I, I think really more important than anything is just having a vision. So iPhone, you know. HD cam, anything. As long yeah. as you have, if you can tell a story, edit well, I think you'll survive. Get the old flip back out. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, so, do you use Premiere or? Yeah, I uh, I use the Adobe Suite. So Premiere Pro, After Effects, uh, Photoshop, and Lightroom. Uh, crazy yeah. enough, I intermingle all of those in edits, so I don't just use one for video. I kind of use them all. Oh yeah. Um, I need to go over to DaVinci. I got a couple of guys over at Discovery that are trying to get me to do DaVinci. And really for color grading, it's probably better because it's just more in, like everything's built in. Like you mm-hmm. convert to uh, to get kind of nerdy. You convert to Rec. 709 and do all these things in Premiere Pro. But there's like three or four clicks in DaVinci and you can kind of get the footage where you want it. All the things are built in. You don't have to have plugins and all that stuff. But Premiere Pro is what I, what I operate out of right now. Yeah, I need to. That sounds... That'd make it so much easier. Good Lord. Yeah, I mean, it's not... I mean, for assembly, Premiere Pro, Adventures, all Final Cut, they'll all get it done. But, like, once you start, you know, wanting to do uh-huh. crazy, crazy things, you gotta you gotta implement other things to kind of expand that. Once you, so, once you want to get, like, JP or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's funny. So, did you grow up in Waco, or...? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I grew up in China Spring... Oh, uh, which yeah. is basically Waco. So 
I grew up here with my, my dad on the golf course when I was younger. And so we, I grew up on a golf course doing that my whole life and uh, never really made it out of Waco, which was great because I do a ton of work between Austin and Dallas. Oh, yeah, and even when nice. I'm doing stuff out of state, I'm right in between Austin and Dallas. So I can hit either airport, you know, it's just that that's the best part about it to me. Yeah. When I was in Waco the other, uh, about, about a month, about two months ago. Um, okay. Actually stopped at a uh, Ronnie's Mac bar and ate there. That that place was it's pretty good, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I'd never heard of it before, and we were when we were in town, we were trying to find somewhere to eat, and yeah, we found it, dude. And oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I always tell people when they come through to stop at George's. It's kind of right off the highway anyway, but it's so it's so good. They got chicken fried steak and stuff like that. I mean, oh, all yeah. the bands that come through usually shoot over there. So good. Heck yeah. Next time I'm in Waco, I'm going to have to shoot over there. Yeah, def- definitely shoot over there, man. So good. I wish they'd get the construction done, man. Man, you're telling me. Like, <laughs> back back when I was telling you I had that condo, when I started, first started filming people like Taylor down there, uh-huh. I got that condo because I was I put my son in a private school not too far from that place, and it was going to oh, be yeah. great. And about that same time, they started digging. They tore up the highways, the service roads, everything, and it was... It was the worst, man. And they're just now getting to like the, the, the end of the road there. Then they start tearing up four more roads. Yeah. I hate it. Can't, can't stand it. But eventually it'll be nice, I guess. Yeah. But who knows if I'll even be in the city anymore. So. Yeah, who knows, <laughs> man. We'll just wait. You never know. You never know where it's going to take you. Absolutely. That's a, that's awesome, man. So how long have you been doing it? Man, I was actually talking uh, to my wife the other day about this. So. I got my, I started filming at Lake Monte Resto in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed there for about a year. Um, and I got, I got let go from there. Um, cause it just ran, it just ran its course. It was more of a mutual split. I really shouldn't even say let go. It was a mutual split, but right. 2019, so that would have been, uh, 18, 19, 20, 21, almost six years now, but I didn't really take off motion theory to like, late 2019 mm-hmm. i spent a good portion of all the money i had saved up from 2018 to 2019 literally doing nothing and then when i saw the bank account at the end of 2019 i was like all right it's time to make a move so yeah i um i mean just i this is like the the craziest part about it to me is when i had that in my bank, i had like 10 grand of a bank account and i was like all right what am i gonna do am i gonna go back to find another nine to five or i mean at the condo at the time was two thousand a month plus bills so 10 oh, grand wasn't much geez. it wasn't gonna make me much much longer yeah so i uh i called my dad up and he was like i think you should just get an rv and just live out of that and i was like where am i gonna park it you know mm-hmm. what i mean like i got nowhere to park this rv right so crazily enough i just did it i went and bought put the 10 grand on an rv bought it and uh put this rv on some land that wasn't mine and tapped <laughs> into a electric pole it had no running water and doing that and doing a couple side jobs i did a lot of hunting jobs uh video wise and I was able to stack up a ton of money to just buy gear and just sit with, like, you know, no, didn't have to go to work to support myself. I could just do my thing and learn. And so that's all I did. It was a, I call it YT University, YouTube University. I just got online, yeah. studied, 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 bought different gear, tested new things, went out, shot for free so much. I shot for free so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually it started getting, it started getting money and, you know, things started going from 250 to 500 to 750 to a thousand started getting my day rates up. I got better gear, you know, started linking with people. So 
it's crazy how it snowballed. I mean, I think right now is probably the best it's ever been. Obviously, we're at that time. So, but yeah, I say I'd say about six years, six years in the game. So, did you do like a lot of like? Did you go to like ranches and shoot the hunts, or did you do like just a bunch of private hunts and stuff? Man, there's this kid. There's this kid. I say kid. It's a grown man. Uh, <laughs> Brad. Brad Price out of Waco. Uh, uh-huh. You know, he's selling a bunch of car lots out here, and uh, he goes by Texas Brad on YouTube. When I first started filming, you probably catch a lot of the work on there. At first, he was like, "Hey, man." I'll give you $750 a month. Wait, I was like, for to film? Like, how cool is that, right? Like, That's at the awesome. Time, I was just like, wide-eyed. Like, I'll do anything you want for $750. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. just trying to get in the gate. This is great. Because uh, mind you, I had no bills. Like, I, just, I owned the RV. I was parked on somebody's land. And I was <laughs> right. getting water delivered. So I was like, yeah, sure. So he actually took me on a tour. So we went to, like, we hunted. Uh, and I had never hunted before. We did black bear, oh, uh, mountain awesome. lion, uh, alligator, which was my favorite, and elk. Uh, we had this like this whole tour, and then we did a bunch of stuff in Waco, like fishing or whatever. But um, that actually turned into me meeting this guy called the Gator King, Carlton Ross. Uh, so I did a bunch of stuff out in Florida with him, and then he linked me up with this place called Ox Ranch. And so I just recently did a bunch of work with Ox Ranch, which is an eighteen thousand acre high fence ranch, all exotics. That's all. Awesome. You can drive tanks out there. You can shoot RPGs. You, I mean, anything you want to do. What? <laughs> Yeah, it's insane. You guys, I literally Call of Duty recorded their sounds for their gameplay Uh at this ranch because they have almost every gun in the world that you could possibly want to shoot from the war. I got all of it. Can you imagine just like going to hunt in like a freaking Cape Buffalo with a big old freaking minigun or something? Yeah, well, I mean, they, 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 you know, some stipulations there. I mean, right. They might let you do that, but, um, my first experience was pretty crazy. I went to Ox and there was this guy like, in Corona and he had invited a bunch of ex like uh, executives out for, mm-hmm. you know, gun parts. And he's like, you know, when Corona opens back up, this is like my show of faith that y'all will consider me first for shipment. Cause everyone was really struggling back mm-hmm. then. And man, he gave everyone like a, like a per diem, like four, four K or something like that to go kill an animal. Yeah. And I want to say in the four days that we were there, they killed a hundred and, Fifty to like one hundred and sixty thousand dollars of animals. Oh my! It was God. it was, and that like I had gone from Brad was a bow hunter when I was hunting back with Texas bread. Uh-huh. So like that was like, I fell in love with that. Like not even being a hunter, like the chase, like the hunt, like it was, it felt worthy on both sides. Oh yeah. Uh, and you can hunt that way at Ox too. I'm not trying to knock it, but you definitely can also take a rifle from the top of a gladiator about two hundred yards away and smoke things. <laughs> that was just kind of crazy to watch. You know, I look at like those high high fence ranches and stuff, like, and I I just I I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to go shoot like a red deer or like, uh, you know, like uh, like you know, something that you don't see out when you just go out in the woods instead of like a whitetail or something. But, yeah, out out there, man. It's 18,000 acres legitimately. It might be divided up into four or five pens, but even then, like, it's hard to find anything. The funny, funnily yeah. enough, the things you find out there, typically like a Pure David. I think a Pure David goes for, and don't quote me on this too much, but I think last time I was there, the Pure David's like upwards of ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 to shoot a Pure David. Yeah. And so they're not, they're not really hunted. So they kind of wander closer to mm-hmm. where they probably shouldn't be because they're not afraid to get shot. Right. But all that, 
extremely hard elk extremely hard even some of those elk out there are 30k which mind you there's so much i'll do for 30k before i go shoot something oh yeah i'm just definitely, saying, I'm just definitely saying, dude definitely. that's crazy to me dude so actually you talk about that my brother played a i don't know how he got hooked up with this dude but this guy um he used to have a high like off the like just off the highway he had this hunting ranch and it was like exotics and everything and we were my brother's like you need to come out here uh you and katie come out my wife and uh he said you got to see this place so we go with him it's over in between quanta and crawl and um we're sitting there well the night that we get there and we pull up and we go into like the shop and we're carrying all the stuff in well they're like Hey, y'all, y'all ain't going to believe what y'all are about to see come through here. This dude, he was in like, he was handicapped and he shot earlier that day. He shot like a, um, he shot a red deer and the red deer was pretty big, but he, they were like, dude, what, what we're about to bring in here. You have never seen. They had, they, they had shot a white elk. And I've never seen a white elk before. And yep. they brought that sucker. That sucker was so big they brought it in on a skid steer. Yep. Uh, yep. I was like, uh, some of the some of those things out there. Like, there's a. Um, I can't even think of all the things we've seen out there. Uh, there's some stuff on my Instagram. I shot an Inyala, which was amazing. Uh, um, red stag, Japanese psycho, uh, Gims buck. Uh, there's one called like the, the kudu the gray ghost i mean they're all just yeah massive. greater kudu yeah man yeah crazy animals man crazy Dude, yeah it's it's crazy man yeah see you're you're talking my you're talking my language because when everyone else when they were kids was watching you know pokemon and stuff like that on tv spongebob and everything hey that that was me baby i was that kid i know <laughs> I was, you were out there hunting, huh? I was watching the Outdoor Channel every day, and I had. Oh, uh, yeah. I used to. Uh, Man. I used to beg my mom and dad when we go to Walmart. I had to get a new. Uh, it's back when the VH when we still had uh, tapes, and it was the Real Tree Monster Bucks, and dude, I had every one of them up to like volume. I had from like volume seven all the way to volume like nineteen or so. But yeah, every one of them was like, that was my deal. My favorite thing about videography, cinematography, the whole nine has been going on these experiences because when I go to a bar, uh-huh. if I feel like just messing with somebody, I can bullshit someone to the end of the earth and back. I can be like, man, yeah, I can tell you how I hunted black bear. Right. I can tell you, I can tell you how to, I can tell you, I have so many stories about gator hunting and like all these things that i can come in and people are like man like you've done it all and i'm like well technically i just filmed it but it's so much fun to play with people's like knowledge to see how far you can push them to like all these things (laughs) but i'm not i've never actually pulled the trigger or anything i would like to learn to bow hunt i would like to learn to pack something out i think that's just something everyone should learn to do but i haven't got around to doing that yet have you uh did you ever watch ted nugent growing up oh the spirit of the wild yes yeah so I've been filming with him a lot lately. That's awesome. He, I, I'm supposed to be going on his tour with him. He's got, he's got his last tour in his life he's doing. So we're supposed to do a big run up in Florida uh, next month. 
But that man, even in his age right now, is just literally still as wild as he ever was. Does not slow down. Here's the thing. So I didn't know that he was like a rock star. I just knew him because I was, like I said, I was like, oh, maybe like five or six, you know? And I just knew him from like watching Spirit of the Wild and... Yeah, and then I find out who he is, and I'm like, wow. Because, I mean, it was he was kind of like, it, I don't know if, is he, you know how he'd be like, he shoots something or something, he'd be like, the beast is dead, long live the beast as we as we pack it up for the ancestors or something, and I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he'd be like, we hunt like the great Fred Bear did back in the day. Fred Bear, man, I was over that. That's he invites people like his birthday bash. I guess they come, they can like pay to hang out with Ted Nugent. He sung Fred Bear in person, and I've never heard Fred Bear. That was I have another hunting friend that won't play Fred Bear because every time he plays it, he can't kill anything, so he thinks it's cursed. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I I was, of course, that was back like what in the thirties or so. But I mean, I wish I could have met the guy because he was like, he was the the guy before you know hunting became like mainstream like it is now he's ted is deadly man i mean we were we were supposed to film a duck hunt one day and one of his dogs had gotten injured uh they they had shot something and it it jumped something wicked happened like never one in a million it jumped up and hit one of the dogs and so like uh his wife she made hit me up i was like yeah i was just gonna cancel that or whatever i was like cool so we, we canceled it and then i came that next day to grab some gear that i had left at his house and he had gone anyway, I guess. Just didn't tell anybody he'd gone. <laughs> and there was just, I mean, the table was full. And I was like, Jesus, like all of these this morning? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. The man is a sharpshooter. Yeah. What was it? Uh, his song was, uh, I remember one episode, he was giving a tour of his house. And I, like I said, I'm young. And he comes up to the bedroom and he's like, this is the breeding grounds right here. I, I know it, bro. <laughs> I know it. I know it. He he did that. Uh, he put this glove on, like this clear glove, all the way down to his elbow, and you know <laughs> he's about to gut. He's about to gut this oryx that was on his land. That one of the guys had shot, uh-huh. and he's like, "I'm going to show you how we stuffed him backstage." And I was like, "Good lord!" <laughs> this, and, but what what I like about what the thing I love about Ted is that he is undeniably himself. Like he's just. Like you, you can never hurt his feelings. You could never. He's just gonna be himself through mm-hmm. and through, and that's you know, in this day and age, it's hard to find people that are just gonna be themselves no matter what. Even if they're wrong, they're just gonna do what they think is right, right. to them, and that's that's admirable to me. I, I, I'm I like that. Yeah, I just think about that song coming on. I got the spirit of the wild. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really listen to anything like that. Like I listen. I don't know. Like my parents passed down a couple. CDs to me and my uncles would, would drop uh, my, one of my uncles was like a big Kiss fan and so he like gave me Greatest Hits for Christmas and uh, Def Leppard ACDC like uh-huh. I kind of got a little introduction to it but like in the 90s I was more like coming up on rap and, and like mm-hmm. alternatives so I didn't really get it like now that I'm older I'm going back and I'm like man this dude was insanely huge had some bangers we'll see like I didn't know that he came out with that song I just remember that was like the theme song for his show when they, for a show, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. But yeah, I guess, what was his big song? Cat Scratch Fever? Cat Scratch Fever, yeah. I mean, so many movies. <laughs> like, uh, it's just crazy, man. 
Stranglehold. That was the one I saw. It's like in every movie. Stranglehold. Yeah. Movies. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me think. Who else was there? Um, of course, I watched uh, the Real Tree Boys, like Bill Jordan and Michael mm-hmm. Waddell and David Blatt and yep. Jackie Bushman with Buck Masters and all them guys and everything. But yeah. Yeah, dude, that was that was my deal. And th- the thing was, so when I first got my first PlayStation, um, it was weird because I'd never, like, I was five, and we were at Toys R Us one time down here in Wichita Falls. We'd come down here for, like, vacations and stuff. And we were there, and I saw this game. And it said it was uh, Cabela's Big Game Hunter, the original, like the old one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for the PlayStation 1. And I was like, that'd be so cool to have because I had, um, like, we had a, we had a, what was it, Deer Hunter 4 on the computer and stuff. And uh, so. Man, you were really into it. You weren't lying. Oh, dude, you have no idea. My sixth grade year, I got in, I got banned from drawing. Uh, for the rest of the year, because I drew a book about deer, and I did a mating section. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and I like, you know what's crazy, man? Is, is hunters? They're in like they, they see them rutting up and breeding. Like they just so into that. I mean, I get it. I get it now that I've been around them. It, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. That's like my uh, I got a cousin and an uncle. They they hunt all the time. And yeah, he was telling me one time he shot the buck the next day, but he said the night before he watched them breed them does. He said that was really cool to see it out in the wild and everything. But yeah, I think uh, it comes to mind when he said that we when we were out there at Ox one day, one of the guys wanted to shoot a four horned sheep. Mm-hmm. I don't know why anybody in this world wanted to shoot a four horned sheep. They are the most messed up looking things ever. It's but a trophy. He hit it. Yeah, he hit it. Perfect heart shot. And then as it was going down. One of the other four horse sheep just mounts it, just going to town on it, and so he was like, "Man, put that one down." So I guess they were cheap to this guy, so he puts the other one down, and sure enough, a third one comes over and mounts that one. And I was like, "These are just this is what you wanted to kill. <laughs> this is not good." Well, you know, I don't think that I don't think they know what's going on. Well, it's weird. Like you watch some videos. Like there was this one. Uh, I remember watching it on TV. Of course, you know, being young, is I didn't know what the heck they were doing. But, like, they put that doe decoy out there, and they sprayed it down with esters. And here came a buck, yep. and he came up and just started mounting it. And I was like, good lord. <laughs> Crazy times, man. Crazy times. Uh, definitely, man, yeah. I could talk about hunting for a long time. But here's the crazy thing. I have never killed anything bigger than a pig. Really? Yep. Never have. Well, huh- I mean, hunting's not necessarily cheap anymore. Land is taken up. You got to find a place to actually oh, go yeah. shoot on, and you got to have the patience and the time. So, I mean, it's it's definitely a sport. Yeah, and it, like like me and my me and my wife, uh, her little cousin was with us yesterday, and I was asking him. He's about he's he's gonna be a sophomore in high school, and I asked him. I was like, "You been fishing this summer?" He's like, "No." He said, "I haven't had time with football and everything." and I was like, yeah, I haven't been fishing in like four, four or five years, and uh, that like that was the deal during the summer. I was I had a pond about thirty miles from where I lived at, 
the family pond and yeah i was down there almost every night ripping lips man ripping lips man i did some bow fishing out on an airboat in the brazos heck the yeah first time last year it was pretty dang fun shooting some carp oh yeah you didn't shoot no gar i mean i could we didn't we didn't run up on none we really run up on none i mean I was having, man. I uh, Josh actually was with me on that. We were out. It was Brad's boat. We were out there shooting on the thing, and I broke the knock off my arrow on the, you know, the uh-huh. I don't know what you call it. So much of a hunter I am. <laughs> the, the bow. I broke the knock off the arrow, and so I just grabbed the arrow on the string, tied a string to it, and I started throwing the arrow in the water, trying to hit something. So I, Josh is over there shooting his by about the twentieth time. He's like, "You just take this one. I'm done." <laughs> and. Um, Man, I fired that thing down in there, and it was such a rush. Carp are just cool because they're just so big. Yeah, and they uh, jump like so high in the air. Yeah, and I was like, man, I'm like, I'm gonna get to cook this up, and like, oh, you don't eat it. And I was like, why did I shoot it? I thought I ate. He's like, no, you don't eat these. I was like, dang. You know, so, I've heard of people like, um, I've heard of people, I've seen videos of people cooking it, and I'm like, <laughs> that that's too bony. <laughs> yeah i mean I, i've even like you know I've, I've shot we shot hog and feral hog and mm-hmm. they're like pulling back strap off of it i'm like i don't care how much you season this it just doesn't taste good to me yeah that was funny <laughs> when i shot that pig uh i, I was just saying that well right before that like four doe walked out to the feeder and i asked uh, the guys with those like hey i said i've got my license and i've got my tags and he's like, yeah, but he said the other guys that I have the lease with, he's like, they might think it's kind of sketchy. So I was like, all right. So he said, you can shoot hogs and coyotes, but yeah, leave the deer. But yeah, dude, like this doe was like from me, like sixty yards away, and yeah, I mean, yeah, man, <laughs> hard to be loyal in those situations. I mean, no, you want it. It would have been my first deer and everything, dude. I was like, oh, but uh. But then we sat there and we were just about to leave the blind. It was almost dark. And he pointed, he he got my attention and he was like, look, and here came these pigs coming right to this feeder. And yeah, he said, he said, pick you out one. And I could barely see. And I'm sitting there and he was ready and everything. Like he had his hands over his ears. Well, then he reached down. Cause I was taking a little bit, you know, trying to get steady on it. Well, then I was like, all right, we go. And I'll just pull the trigger. And he's like, he said, well, he said, I heard you hit it. He said, I, I had my hand off my ears. Yeah. But we walked up on that pig and, uh, uh, he said, if you poke that thing, if she blinks, you shoot her again in the head. Yeah. So I, I, I poked her and she blinked and I was like, oh. So I put it right on her and yeah. Laid it down, huh? Oh, yeah. Put a big old, her skull had a big old hole in it. <laughs> yeah, that pig hunt, it's fun. It's kind of wild like the alligator hunt. It's pretty, pretty fast. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did y'all hunt them at night or like during the day? Well, out in Florida, I know it's different in Louisiana, but out in Florida, you can hunt them obviously both and I like night because we put the red light on the on our yeah. heads, on the on the head mount. And you can see the eyes, and then you know, based on the spread and all that, which is really where the the guide comes in place. And Carlton, uh, he's got a company called Ox Outfitters out in Florida. He's super talented. Uh-huh. Um, quick, quickly rose to the top out there in Florida. Just massive gators, 
pulling a lot of drawing a lot of tags and all the things, but he could just spot like that's the only one to go. Go over there and drop a cow lung. You leave, you know, let the line run. You drive off mm-hmm. a couple hundred yards, and then you just glass. And the second you see that cow lung go down, you start reeling. But you, there's no hook on the cow. You can't hook it. I mm-hmm. You can't hook it. So you can only let it swallow the lung, and you just follow that line down. Mm-hmm. And then the second you get right above it, you throw like a ratchet strap with like a three claw hook out mm-hmm. where you think it is, and then you try to foul hook it. And then once you get two points of contact, you can then pull it up to the boat and you can bang stick it. So, y'all shoot him with the twenty two. It's kind of a process, but y'all shoot him with the twenty two. Uh, the, I don't know. I think I think it is a twenty two. It's, it's just a, literally a stick with like a like ballpoint pin on it. And so the second oh, that, really? that pin is depressed, it just blows. Really. Yeah, so it's literally, it's, that's why it's called a base. It's literally a pole, like a giant big pin. You just you get it right up behind their uh, right behind their eyes and their skull. There's a soft spot right there. It's always spike you hit them. Uh-huh. You just smoke that down, and they and even then they're not dead. So you got to get them up, and then once you get them at the boat, you got to. But they're hard. They're hard to kill. You got to take a knife and cut that stem, and then they're good to go. Oh, it's yeah. a lot. Yeah, uh, I've watched it. You know, watch swamp people. But then, like before, I watched swamp people. I'd watch like. You know, on them hunting shows, they go out there with the spotlight on the on the lake, you know, and, yeah, see the red lights, and they shoot them with a the bow. Yeah, I just know there's different, <laughs> there's different rule. Like, you can't hunt them past certain times. Oh, uh, yeah. Florida's pretty regulated. Yeah, Florida's pretty regulated. I think Louisiana, you can literally set up, like, actual, like, traps and catches and come back and get them later type stuff. Yeah, throw out lines, put out lines, and then, yeah, tree shaker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I think you, yeah, you hook them because then they're pulling them up. And when you get them up to the boat, shoot them. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy, man. So, what else have you done? Like, uh, that's been pretty wild since you started this new career of yours. Man, I mean, every, every job that I take on, there's always something pretty, mm-hmm. pretty cool about it. I mean, obviously, it takes you places that, you wouldn't get to go normally. I mean, like my last, I just made a post on Instagram. We, I did a ton of, uh, wives for uh, Jape who, uh, used to do all the video for co and he's doing, I think he's doing a documentary on us. They were out there doing interviews. I was like, Hey man, you focus on the front. And while I'm here, I'll focus on the back. And so my, my latest post on Instagram was cameras are a hell of a drug. And they really are. I just, yeah. before cameras, I, I never flew. I've never been on planes before <laughs> cameras. I had never hunted before mm-hmm. cameras. I'd never been out of state you know, so many things. So it's just, it's been such a blessing to be able to pick one up and learn how to use it and learn how to use it well enough for mm. me to make this a full-time gig for me and, and, and provide for my family off of it and just travel and shoot. That's awesome. Shoot with the best of them. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jake's good people, man. Met him, uh, back in 2019. And yeah, yeah he's, he's a good dude. He's a visionary. He, he's, He's he's one of the ones I look up to in the tour editing world. He's he's pretty insane. Well, yeah, he's got I mean, a lot of he's got a lot of great ideas. Yeah, and I mean the little time that he's been doing it, like it's like wow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then absolutely. What's the other guy, Chris? Uh, Chris Pope. Is it Chris Cla- or, Climber? Is he the one? With, oh, Climber with Parker. Climber, yeah. Yeah, Climbers good people too. Talk to him sometimes. Yeah, I guess he does Jake's uh all Jake's on tour outdoor stuff. Yeah, I don't know who took that over, but it, it might be him. 
I actually ran into Chris Kleinmeier at Silver Saloon. Oh yeah. Uh, when I was filming the, filming the Hughes Brothers long ago, and he was like, "Hey man, do you care if I get on stage and get some work in?" And I was like, "Absolutely." Yeah, absolutely, um, man. <laughs> get, get up, get up. Well, he, he had never shot before. Really? It was like he was in. He was a. I think he was doing some fire. He was going to school to be a firefighter. He was not even doing photography. Uh-huh. And, um, he started doing photography right about that time. And he had a, he had a bit of a better come up than I did. It's taken me a little bit longer. I, I think video is just a little bit, it's harder, man. Uh, but it then is. again, photos also hard. And it's like everyone in their mother shoots photos. So you got to have something that stands out to really get picked up. But he did the damn thing and he got with Co for a little bit and then switched over to Parker and that's where he's been since. So yeah, he's yeah. been, he's been killing it. Yeah. Another guy that I've met was a uh, Claiborne. Myers. Claiborne Myers, yep. Yeah, he's good people too, man, yeah. Yep, no Claiborne. Yeah. We met him when Gio was first starting out. We met him and everything. But yeah, dude, it is so hard, like, because, I mean, I like, the way that we were graded, I go back to the way that I'm glad that I had a teacher that I did. This dude is like, he just put out, he puts out, like, feature films, like, to film festivals and stuff. And he told us, he said, he said, I'm going to be harder on you than they are at Cameron, you know, in Lawton University. And he said, uh, he said, some of the stuff that I'm going to tell you, you ain't going to like. But I thank him so much because when I make something, you know, <laughs> it's funny, you know, you, I could talk to you about this because you understand, like, you put out a video and it, you may think it looks kind of cool, but people are like, dude, that's awesome. But it's like, I could do this better. I could do this better. I could do this better. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're, especially cause you know, we'll put out, I mean, you know, even now, like I'll, I'll I just got done shooting Cody West live at Billy Bob's oh, uh, yeah. Smith music. Uh, so I brought a crew out there. We shot that whole thing. And then I go on the road immediately after with user and co and i just change up a little bit of my style and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden i do something on accident that really unlocks a different look for me and i was like damn i haven't even edited the cody west thing and now i've already grown from what i how i shot then so it's like kills you to go back because you want to you know you 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 learn different techniques, so you guys are cranking out videos and you watch old videos like man i thought this was i thought this was it yes exactly it, it wasn't. It never. It never typically is. But I think the validation uh, lately. I, I'm so a huge supporter of everyone on Instagram. Uh, this is where I, I find a lot of people. I like everyone's post. I try to support uh-huh. them and like keep them going or comment or just give engagement because I think I want. I want engagement. I like to give other people engagement. So it's uh, it's cool to grow with people and watch them do their thing. And I think there's plenty of room out here for everybody to make money. So. So I got a question. How do y'all do y'all shots? You know, like, uh, of course, I've seen JP do it, but like, you know, like when they're on stage, do y'all use a do you use an Osmo or anything? Like when they're on stage and you spin it around. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a bit of a handheld guru. I really love that look. I used to be so like everything needs to be robotic, form clean, right? Nice pans. It you looks know, a lot better. And- like it's crazy. Now I like to break it up. If you ever watch some of the work I do, especially like the last couple of days I've done with Pecos, it's been like just very grungy handheld, lots of motion mm-hmm. because it gives it a certain vibe. And then I like to spice, I like to add a little spice, which is I like using an RS3 Pro, like a Ronin mm-hmm. and, and doing smooth pants. So then if you have like this, all this energy and then it slows down and you have like kind of take it all in. 
and all of a sudden it's back into being fast and intimate and you're right there and back to being back out real slow. So I do both. I, I use a gimbal for for some shots and then handheld for others and I just kind of mix them all together. Yeah, because that was the big thing. Like I was, because I did, I did a little, I did a little, pro, I did a little video montage for my brother and cool. it was, it, yeah, I'll have to send it to you. It was all right. But like, then I got to looking and like, I'm like, when they're on stage, I could do the freaking like the warp effect, you know, like where it spins it around and like, you know, I, I see all this stuff and I'm just like, I need to learn how to do that. And like, you know, it's, it takes me back to, like I said, back to that class. I'm just like, <laughs> yep. it's the perfection in me, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh. It's definitely, and it, it's so crazy. This is the craziest thing. You could work on something for like four, like eight hours straight, you know, like just editing for like a two minute video or something like that, you know? Yeah, that, that's the hardest thing to wrap their minds around. Mm -hmm. You know, they're paying $3,500 for sometimes, you know, certain projects. Like a music video could be three minutes and they're paying you know, depending on the budget, they want to go 3500 or they want to go right. upwards of ten grand, And they're like, how can it do so much for so little? And it's like, well, it's either me and my knowledge alone or it's me, my knowledge, and four other guys. And we're doing lighting, gaff, uh, you know, someone's making sure everything corresponds with, with the scenes and nothing check. It's just like so many things that can go into it. And even like just normal recap, it's like. Oh, yeah. I mean, and also too, like the ROI on some videos. Like that's really the main thing. Like if you're not, it's harder to do with music in my opinion because it really balances between how they're doing and, and your style. But like in the business world, we do a video for somebody and, and if we attract people to their page, like I had a meeting today with a guy mm -hmm. and I, he told me I tripled his revenue with the video that we shot. Right. And so his, his, his return on interest was insane. So he upped the budget mm -hmm. all the way for the next video to do. So I don't know. It's a fun game, but yeah, it's, it's crazy how minutes can, can translate into and I think even some photographers, some photographers will only deliver 10, 20 photos. I mean, these wedding people, you oh, know, yeah. they'll do first looks or whatever. It'd be $1,500 for 20 photos. <laughs> like, yeah, what? it's like, oh, but, but yeah. I mean, just people want good images. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, if you get, if you get into it, you could make a lot of money. Yeah, man, I've, I've I never got into it for money. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm terrible at the business side of it. I just right. love to create and, and meet and, and grow with it. I'm, it's truly a love for me. It's not a business, but I've quickly, the past two years, had to make it a business because you oversaturate yourself, you overshoot, you, you try to be, try to do everything for everybody. It ends up screwing you. It screws them, honestly. You don't, you do them a disservice right. by trying to do something cheaper and run it faster. And it's better to just slow down and say it's going to cost this if you want it done right. And, yeah, you know, it's like like anything. The better you get at it, I can crank two or three videos out in, in two to three days. I can do one a day mm -hmm. and put a lot of effort into them, and people be super stoked with them. So it's just like, yeah, it's one of those things, man. Lots, lots of avenues to it. It's like it's like when I started this, and I started like you know making this more like you know more organized and everything, not just doing one once in a while and everything. And then I started telling people, I'll promote your business and everything. Well, now I've got all these like supporters and everything. And I'm just like, mm, should I, it's like, should I, I don't know what to ask, you know, like 
I don't know what to do for the price and everything, you know, because it's just like I, I'm not a good negotiator. Like, yeah, I think I think like I, I have people call me all the time. Like, what should I charge for video or how did you come mm-hmm. up with it? And there's like you get online and people are like, you know, come up with a day rate. And that works like if you're on set and someone hires you as a, as a camera operator, your day rate is this and you're in and out. You're not touching anything else. But right. you go for a day rate with, you know, a different scenario and you might say, OK, starting out, my day rates, you know, 250 to 500 dollars. And I'm here for literally 20 hours filming. It's like it's bad. So they're like, oh, I should go hourly. But then some of the clients that you shoot for hourly, it's like it's just not going to work for them because they can't afford you know, $3,200 for a recap video. So it's just like, what I tell people now is like, go back to the days you were working a nine to five. You know, for me personally, I go back and I'm like, the most I was making at Walmart distribution or LMR was, mm-hmm. was 20 to $25 an hour. So if I can double that and, and mm-hmm. on any day I, I'm doing, I, I, this is me in the beginning, my mentality. If I can just double that, and do this for myself, I'm winning. Mm-hmm. And until it makes sense to up that, you know, and then it started to, because I would take anything. I was doing $250 videos all the time. But I, I would say like if, for you with like sponsorships and stuff like that, I definitely would be like, you know, it's just what's, what's it worth to you? And right. it's really, there's really just, there's no standard. I mean, there's no, there's no right or wrong way. I mean, the wrong way is doing yourself a disservice, putting all this time and energy into something that, that, you know, people are listening to and things like that. And then mm-hmm. just having to fund it yourself, it just, you'll, you'll, you'll burn out quick. So definitely, definitely yeah. do something with that. Cause I mean, you definitely deserve it for sure. Well, thanks man. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's like, if I, if I start telling people like, yeah, see, I made you this ad and everything, but just wondering if you could throw just a little bit towards me and they'd just be like, well, they'd take it off. We, had nothing, we don't have nothing to do with you anymore. You know, I don't know. It's just, yeah. You understand where I'm coming from. That's why I could talk to you about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you know, sometimes you don't think you have to have contracts, but or, or, or some type of signed documentation or some sort. But you know, it's sadly you do on, on a lot of things. Very, very seldomly can you shake someone's hands these days and and really just call it there. So, well, yeah, that's like I've been promoting, like you know. Uh... Uh, I've been promoting um, that Legacy Fest, but I've been promoting like that Highway 30 in Texas, like hardcore. Yeah. And I've been like, I've been reaching out to them, telling them, hey, been promoting this and everything. Don't get no response. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> and everything yeah, is I just mean, like. <laughs> you know, sometimes it'd be like that. I yeah. mean, I'll come back over to the video side of things. I, sometimes I've been in the room with people that wouldn't look at me now they call me uh-huh. so it's not all it's sometimes that part of the journey is, is the best part in the moment it sucks but eventually you will catch traction and someone will want a piece of it and that's up to you at that time to say yeah you know what i'm okay right yeah i understand what you mean by that and it's like i tell because people are like they're like do you what they're like why are you doing this why are you, why do you keep doing it you're not making any money from this why do you put so much into it because I love this. This is a passion of mine, and it's just, yeah. I mean, money, money's just an object, you know. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to get some income, like in some revenue, you know. But I mean, really, I love just doing, just like talking to anybody, you know, like doing these interviews. I mean, it's just. Oh man, I love podcasting. One of my one of my best friends, Grant. Uh, 
we he used to podcast on his own all the time. I said, love, I love creatives and they send me stuff because I'm always the one sending stuff to my friends. No one ever sends me anything. Uh-huh. So when people send me stuff, that's why I love Instagram so much. I can get on there and see what everyone else is doing. I'm like, this is awesome. Right. Um, but I love podcasting. And so Grant and I have gotten together a handful of times and just literally done a whole podcast uh-huh. just to put it on our computer and never put it out because it's fun to do. It's just fun to do. Dude, it really is like, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I was talking to Sam Berg, um, that does, uh, raised and route. What is it? Raised rowdy. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just talked to him for about an hour. Um, of course we were talking about, uh, um, what's, uh, Cowboys and cocaine. And we, I was telling about that yeah. whole deal, but yep. yeah, <laughs> we're not going to get into that. <laughs> um, but yeah. And yeah, I talked to him for about an hour and he's like, he's like, well, if you ever want me to do an episode or something, yeah, just hit me up or like lefty for instance, dude, like he told me, he's like, yeah, let's, uh, let me know next time we can get something scheduled. Maybe we can do a remote show from the shop or something. I was like, that'd be awesome. Yeah. 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 Lefty's good people. He, yeah. he's always down to do stuff like that. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool, man. Did you come to, did you shoot at Wichita Falls when they were here? Say it again. Did you shoot the uh, Hoosier Brothers in Wichita Falls when they were here? Oh, man. When was it? Let's see. They came. Oh, crap. When was that? Um, they came twice because they came um, back in, I think it was May 26th. They were at a port. They were at a bar. And... I don't, I don't recall. I mean, they, I, I don't film them as much as I used to. Uh-huh. Well, not because we don't want to. We just, right. I've always booked so far ahead now that I haven't, I haven't been on the road with them much. That's why it was so good to get on the road with them again this, this round. But I do, I do most all their hometown shows. Oh, um, yeah. And they've taken me on a couple of other ones out. But it, I think it's been, I don't know if I even shot them this year. I think that was the first time I've shot them this year. And then last year, uh, we shot a handful of times. Then so I, I don't. I was told it doesn't ring a bell. So I don't think I don't think I had, but very well could have. If there was a video that ever came out of it, it probably was. But <laughs> yeah, I think they got. It, it, it kind of runs together at this point. I, I it's nuts. Yeah, I hit Zach up when they announced when these guys announced that it was them. And see, I had Matt Williams on my other show, and I told him I was like, "All right, September first, after y'all sound check, live show with you and Matt." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did reply. I don't think he got it, but I was like, I was like, that'd be awesome. Are you talking about uh, Matt X? Uh, Matt Williams. Matt Williams. Matt Williams. He's open for him what a is, couple what? times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Okay. I thought about. I thought about Matt X. I was like, yeah. I, I don't think he would have responded to that either. But that's a different story. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, man. Lefty's, Lefty's good people. Like I said, more stories than I could probably tell, but that man's been around. Every time every time I'm, I'm at somewhere at a big event, he's usually there. And he's <laughs> always telling something about how he was with this band or that band or this person or that person. I'm just always kind of eavesdropping like, man, this man has done everything. Well, it's funny. But tattoos like cameras, they will take you places. Yeah, it was funny. I was asking him, I said, so what's the craziest tattoo you've ever done? He said, what's this show rated? 
And I was like, whatever. I said, I said, don't worry, the kids are in bed. He said, are the kids asleep? And I was like, yeah, kids are asleep. It's after dark. And he told me this story about this tattoo he did when he was like 15. And I was like, holy crap. Oh, no. Yeah. So two reasons that's bad. First reason, 15. Second reason, it's his worst. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's crazy to be yeah. doing that at that time. That's, that's nuts. It sounds like Zach, though. Yeah, he's like, I've seen it all and everything. He said, and he said, people ask me, they're like, well, what'd you think? He's like, I didn't care. He said, you don't say no at that time. You're looking for work anywhere. Yeah, yeah, you do what you got to do, no matter what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine. Not for me, man. I don't do needles. I got tattoos, but I don't do needles, which is strange. Uh-uh. I definitely couldn't get them. Uh uh-uh. uh. Especially that one. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, no, but I, I can only imagine. But yeah, probably not. Yeah, it was uh it was definitely I was like I was like, okay. But then uh yeah, you were talking about like cameras and videos taken in places. I mean he was telling me about being on uh the our time Baylor show on ESPN and stuff and a bunch of yeah, other he's stuff. Been on a bunch of shows, stuff like that. Yeah. For sure. Pretty sweet man. Alright man, so where can people find you on the social medias? Where can they see your work at? Everything is motion theory media. Uh, just like that, nothing, no underscores, no capitalization. Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. TikTok, I'm not as active on much. It's just more of a. I feel like you can share your work on there, but people are really looking more for tips and tricks, and I just never have time to film my own videos. So Instagram is my predominant place. I also have a website, motionthemedia.com. It's all the same. But yeah, if, if anybody ever want to get in contact with me or really hit me up fast, Instagram is the quickest way to do so. You don't want to shake your butt in front of the camera for for some uh, for some likes on TikTok. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. And uh, we'll definitely man, have have to have you on again sometime. But we'll have to talk about hunting or something. <laughs> yeah, if you ever if you ever get this thing in person or something like that, holler at me again, man. Let's do it, dude. Yeah, if I'm ever at, I know, I know, I want to go see Zach and Josh. See, I haven't seen them live yet, and they'll, they'll be at Margarita Salsa Festival this year. I don't know how close you are to Waco, but yeah, I'm that's about, a pretty fun one to be at. I'm about three hours away. I know they've been. You're in Oklahoma, right? Uh, no, I live in Wichita Falls. I, oh, you do live in Wichita? I don't know why I thought you live in Oklahoma. Wichita Falls, yeah, that's uh. I did live. That's not too bad. Is that three hours away, really? Yeah. I don't even know, man. That's crazy. Yeah, because, like, it's just straight, straight south, straight. Uh... Um, I'm terrible with directions and stuff like that. I, I literally have lived here my whole life and I still get lost. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. It's like airports for me. They just don't mix, man. It might be two and a half, something like that. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. it's something like that. Um, it might have been the five eight zero eight area code number. That might have been why you thought it was from Oklahoma. Well, I'm really, oh, probably probably so. I'm originally from there, so yeah, I moved down here about five years ago when I met my wife. She's a oh, Texan. Cool. Very cool. So, yeah. Well, though, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on all the things. Um, everything for me, you know where to find me. Got my number. Holler. Heck yeah, brother. Well, we will talk soon. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. Later, boss. Bye, boss. We want to thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of the awesome, interesting, everyday people podcast. 
And we want to thank our special guest today, Mr. Trevor Lamb, for coming on once again. Make sure you go follow him on Instagram and go like Motion Theory Media on Facebook. And you'll see a lot of the stuff that he's been working on or a lot of stuff he's done. And let me tell you, you're not going to want to miss that. But with that being said, until we meet here right again, we'll see you next time right here on the AIP podcast. Good night, everybody.